0: Welcome to Locked on Bucks, I'm Eric Name, Milwaukee Bucks reporter at ESPN Milwaukee, also the Milwaukee Bucks reporter at ESPN Crandon, which is up by Rhinelander, a little bit north of Anago, can't say that I've been to the ESPN Crandon affiliate, but I'll find my way out there shortly, so... Shout out to all of our listeners at ESPN Crandon. Not joining me today is my good friend and the founder of brewhoop.com, Frank Madden. And I will say I made an error in judgment tonight. At around 10 o'clock, Frank and I had kind of set things up to... To talk, and then I said no. I would like to watch the end of this Cubs Rockies game. Uh, as you may know, I do dabble in some baseball fandom, and it's an exciting time for the Milwaukee Brewers. And well, that didn't work out so well. <laughs> um, the game went until after midnight. I'm currently recording this at 12:30 a.m. And I am by myself because I would never make Frank stay up that late. Uh, because I selfishly wanted to watch a baseball game, and I paid for it, so that's okay. But that means I, I'm I'm by myself. No Frank Madden. Frank will uh, have to catch us tomorrow for the recap of Bucks Bulls, which is going to be the you know primary. I mean that, that's the major topic today. We're going to start with uh, some of the stuff that was said by uh, Chris Middleton, Steady yes, Kumbo, Malcolm Brogdon uh, about Jabari Parker because obviously Bucks Bulls. That is going to be uh, the story as the Bucks open five form with actual basketball tomorrow night. Or excuse me, tonight. By the time you guys get this podcast, uh, they open it up tonight against the Chicago Bulls and Jabari Parker. So. That'll be a part of what we talked about at the beginning, and then in the second portion of the podcast, I, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what are some things to actually look for, think about, um, have on your mind as you as you try to watch this preseason game, which we know doesn't matter a whole lot, but also matters enough that it can be interesting. And, uh, you know, it's going to be our first look at the at the team and kind of how they play. So we will get into all of that today. Let's start off with uh, just, just kind of the idea that you're now going to see Jabari Parker in a new uniform. You're going to see him in, uh, in a Bulls uniform. And I guess it's just sort of weird to think that this guy used to be, you know, the face of the franchise, that he was the number two pick, that he was a guy that everyone kind of saw the Bucks building around, and then he tore his ACL twice. And then just nothing was really ever the same after that. And uh that was kind of where I started today with Giannis because you know, that the, the Own the Future campaign, the the unveiling of the new jerseys, the first time they uh put a big banner up in Schlitz Park, it was well it was with Giannis and Jabari, those two guys in the new jerseys, taking selfies together, hanging out at the block party. Like those were two; th- those are the two guys, and um, that that was kind of what I asked Giannis about. Was you know you you see you see Jabari in a different jersey now, and you can, can kind of think back to you two being the franchise cornerstones. Like what what is going to be going through your mind as you see him in a different jersey and? Giannis said, it's definitely going to be weird. I played with JP for four years. Great guy, great teammate, great personality. Made everybody around him smile and have fun. It's going to be weird. I know he's going to go for 50 tomorrow. That's what JP does. But we stayed in touch, and I wish him the best in his career. And obviously, that that's kind of what you'd expect out of Giannis. And I know... Uh, I don't think anyone was expecting Giannis to kind of uh, dump on Jabari or anything like that. But uh, I kind of asked him a follow up on that because the Jabari Parker stuff was was interesting this summer because obviously Frank and I would get to talk about it, and you know you get to talk about the contract and the reasons behind going or staying or anything like that. So you know we got to have our analysis. But the summertime is when players are gone. They're not going to be around. You're not going to be able to really get comments from any of those guys. So that was kind of something I was after today with some of the players was, you know, what uh, obviously it's going to be weird to see him in a different jersey. But, you know, what were your first thoughts when you saw him? Like, what was your first thoughts when you found out that he he wasn't going to be a member of the Bucks anymore? And uh, to me, that was kind of where we got the the better answer out of Giannis was because I, I asked that pretty much exact question, and his response was: "At first, it hurts because I don't like change. I love sticking with the people that I have around me. But at the end of the day, I think it's the best situation for him. He got paid. The terminology we use around here is he got the bag." He's back home in Chicago, so I know he feels confident and comfortable playing in Chicago, and at the end of the day, it's all about J.P. being okay and being happy and playing the best basketball he can play. He took the decision to go to Chicago, so I'm happy for him. He sent me a video right before it happened, so I was really, really happy about that, that he told me before he actually took the decision. As I said, I wish him the best, and I hope he kills it this year. And, uh, I mean... uh, that that shouldn't really surprise anyone. I think throughout all of this, you know, we've kind of expected Giannis to do things professionally, to treat other guys professionally, and to you know kind of be. A, and I shouldn't say the bigger person because I, I don't necessarily know that there's anyone to look down on. But he just is kind of. Someone that you can feel good about representing your team, that he is someone uh, pure of heart and pure of spirit and just kind of knows how to handle all those things. So I don't know if there's really anything surprising there, but I I know a couple people had – Cody on Twitter had said something in response to that, and he said this is what Frank Madden meant when he said on the mailbag uh, part two pod that, you know, Bucks fans are lucky to have Giannis on the Bucks. He seems like a good person at heart, and that is awesome to see. And I mean, I think that you know his answers today kind of kind of speak to that. So not too big of a surprise there. Um, obviously, we got a chance to talk to a couple other players. I asked Mike Boonholzer about him, and, and I I preface my question to Mike Boonholzer like obviously you didn't really get to have any any real time with Jabari Parker. You didn't get a chance to actually get to know him or anything like that. You just kind of had an off season. So, you know, what is it going to be like for you? And obviously he complimented Jabari as a player and, um, you know, just mentioned that he's very talented and a young player and, you know, the, the future is bright for him and this is probably the best spot for him. And I think just about everything you'd expect out of him uh, or expect out of Mike Boonholzer to say in that situation, because, you know, for, him he didn't have really any sort of connection uh to jabari when we asked chris i I thought it got a little bit different but um you know we asked chris about it and and kind of what he was thinking and i asked kind of the same question about you know at you know, during the summer we didn't get to talk to you. What were your kind of first thoughts? And Middleton had said you kind of see the signs early. You could tell he was just ready for a new start. I guess he wasn't happy here. Wanted to move on to a better situation that he felt was right for himself and his family. Can't do nothing but be happy for him. Hope that it works out for him and just hope it doesn't come to bite us in the butt if it's him scoring however much or him winning ball games against us. And again, all the things you'd expect to to hear his teammates say and um, I think overall those guys are happy and, and I mean I think the the thing that kind of gets left unsaid is you know well if that was a better situation for him if that was the best situation for him the unsaid thing is well then Milwaukee was not as good of a situation for him, and I think that's kind of where uh, this is interesting because that was—I don't—I don't want to say the company line. I don't think they were thinking about talking points beforehand, but that was kind of what all of the players were thinking about, and you know that suggests that you know maybe they didn't think this was the best fit for Jabari Parker. This was the best place for Jabari Parker, and that's not to say that there's any sort of rift between all these guys, but you know just that. They weren't quite sure what Jabari Parker was going to bring to the table. They weren't 100% sure, you know, is his defense going to get better? We've gone through all of the questions. You've heard us, you've heard Frank and I talk about this a million times, so you guys kind of understand, or at least I would hope, like, you know, the limitations about his defense. How does he fit into a winning culture? How do do all of those things work? Um, So that shouldn't necessarily come as a surprise, but you know, there there are a number of things I think kind of left unsaid in all of this, and again, I wouldn't expect any players or uh former teammates to kind of draw it all out and say, well, Jabari Parker was a bad defender, and uh Jabari Parker might not fit in here, and Jabari Parker this and Jabari like I wouldn't expect them to have any ill words, uh, I wouldn't expect them to speak any ill words towards Jabari Park because it'd be useless. But um, I just thought it, it was all kind of interesting. And again, we're we're gonna see Jabari in a different jersey. And like I said, it, it is just preseason, but uh, that'll be a, definitely be a storyline as as we look into the the first game, the first basketball game, not scrimmage, uh, the first basketball game played at Five Serve Forum tomorrow night. So um, I I think (laughs) I don't really know where where it'll all go. I can't imagine there's going to be a fight or anything like that. I'm sure it'll be very amicable, but uh, it is just going to be different. So we'll have to watch and see kind of how all of that goes. Before moving on kind of to what to expect out of the game, um, I, I was first going to just kind of mention, like, I, it's going to be cool basketball in the new arena. <laughs> and I know it's basketball-ish, and it's not totally basketball, but, you know, having an actual game, that's going to be, to me, I, I think it's going to be really cool to see. And I'm, I'm excited to kind of break in the new arena and get ready for the season. So I, I will just say that I, I don't really have anything more. I don't have any uh, elaborate thoughts or anything on this. Just it's going to be cool. It'll be fun to actually get to see some basketball in there. So, uh, should be fun. Bucks, Bulls. Now, on to sort of like things to expect or, or things that I'm thinking about heading into it. Or, um, I don't know. I guess just kind of let's say, uh, Let's say things to think about. Um I I I kinda think back to like a high school or college, like things to think about while you're reading this story, this article, whatever, like that's kind of what this is. Like things that I'm going to be thinking about as this happens. And um I guess it all starts with Giannis. Um and to me, where it starts was obviously on Saturday, uh, he did not play in the scrimmage. He had the ankle injury that we found out about in the last couple days. And uh, today was the, the first time that we had a chance to actually talk to Giannis about it. And um, he mentioned that, you know, it was just an ankle injury and you, you want to play it safe. You want to make sure that, you know, there's no need for risk. So you don't need to play in a scrimmage. And I asked him. You know how many people do they need to keep you from playing on Saturday? And at first, he didn't really understand the question I was asking, and so he goes, "You know, what do you mean?" Oh, so he comprehended it, and then he's like, "Well, you know, let me think about it." And then in his uh, in his mind, he started he kind of like looked towards the ceiling, started thinking, and he goes, "One, two, three, four, yeah, it took four people, four people to to make sure uh, that, you know, four people to keep me from playing on Saturdays. So um, if Janssen would have had it his way, he definitely would have played. And again, the, I know that things like that can kind of just, you know, take on a tale of lore um, as, you know, you kind of think through, okay, well, you know, maybe they didn't actually need four people, but... Also, you know, Giannis is a crazy. Um, he always wants to play, even if it is a, a meaningless scrimmage. Uh, that that doesn't really mean anything, um, but he does want to be out there, so um, I, I think it'll be kind of fun and exciting to actually get to see him play some, as opposed to sort of getting to see him do some drills on Saturday, so... I think that'll be new and exciting. And uh, to me there's there's like this lingering question. Frank has mentioned a couple times, and I know I've talked about it as well, is that you know, we will get to see Giannis and the thing that we're always thinking about here in this preseason is hey, Mike Budenholzer wants to move the ball, he wants players to move around, uh, he wants guys to play on the catch, he wants he, he wants all of these different things that are new and exciting, but also, we haven't seen him we haven't seen Giannis Adakumbo do those things. And I think all of the I mean to me in some ways I think all of the geometry changes a little bit when you get Giannis in there. Because what does he do? How does he fit into all of these things? And I know this is something that I sort of got a chance to talk to Mike Boonholzer about the other day, but you know, you do have to find a balance between a a lot of passing and then also finding spots for a guy like Giannis to get to the basket. A a spot for him to not necessarily go one-on-one because that's, that's maybe you don't want to look for that isolation basketball, but you know you do want to find spots where you can find an advantage for Giannis. You can get the defense moving, you can get them uh, trailing, you can get them scrambling, and then he finds a way to attack. So, uh, I think that's going to be the, one of the big questions I'm thinking about is. You know, how does Giannis fit into all of this? Because in the scrimmage, we kind of got to see some of the new look stuff where for a little bit, or for a basket, you see Bledsoe out on the wing and he catches there and he's able to lay that in. Uh, You see Middleton, and we talked with Chris Middleton about this. Um, There was a a couple sequences where Chris caught at the top of the key, kind of in semi-transition, and immediately just went to the rack. And there wasn't anyone there to contest it. He was able to get a layup or, you know, he was able to get all the way to the rim. And in the past, so often you would see him drive and, well, there'd be someone there. So that turns into a step back that turns into a mid range look. And I just think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting to see where Giannis's opportunities to do those type of things exist. Um, because you know, with some of the other things that the Bucks did last year, I think we kind of, we, uh, we certainly got used to seeing certain things. And I know I bring up this example all the time, but the one spot, you know, you kind of got used to Giannis always being was, uh... On the left side of the floor, the point guard was going to dribble it over to the left wing, and then he was going to look for an entry to Giannis, and then they would just put three on the right side, Giannis on the left block, and then Giannis backing a defender down, which last year ended up working quite a bit because Giannis is an incredible basketball player and he got very good at making those reads and you know he got very good at figuring out when the help would come when it wouldn't come where when he could get to the middle when he needed to go baseline he kind of found a way to do all of those things but well I just explained a play where four guys are standing still while Giannis attacks and that runs contradictory to everything we have heard from Mike Budenholzer because everything Mike Budenholzer wants is player movement, is ball movement, is guys, you know, attacking on the catch. That's the opposite of kind of the, at least to me, the things that you think of most when you think of Giannis Tedakumbo and what he's been offensively. So uh, that's that to me is going to be um, really interesting because I, I I don't want to say I'm struggling to imagine it I. I Cause I can imagine him finding some space and finding good spots to attack. But also if you're trying to do all those other things, how do you balance that out and how do you find that sweet spot? And I know Mike Boonholzer, when I talked about that today said, you know, we're going to be doing that the entire year. Uh, We're we're going to be asking that question tomorrow. We're going to be asking that question uh, next week. We're going to be asking it the week after that, the month after that, like for most of this year. Like we're going to have to figure out how all of those things work and, you know, how we put our guys into the right spots and get them in the right scenarios. So um, to me, that's that's kind of something I've been thinking about. Obviously very Yana-specific, but also at the same time something that, you know, you you kind of have to have to wonder about um the, one other thing I I asked Frank since I knew I wasn't going to get him some things that he was thinking about one of the things that he mentioned was um you know do we get a glimpse of lineups with Giannis or, or Sonny or yourself at center and I think that's a good question because I don't know if that's something you, I don't want to say give away because I think most people would suspect the Bucks at some point this season are going to run those type of lineups. Um, but, you know, is that something that they're ready for? Is that something that they feel comfortable working on? Is that something that they feel like they need to work on now so that it's ready during the season? Is that something you can work on during the season? Uh, how does all of that work? So um, that's something that I, i'm very interested in as well the other things on frank's list that was more of a secondary thing uh the big things on frank's list first one shot chart three-point attempt rate Uh, just how drastic are the changes just how much will the Bucks be kind of bombing away from the three-point line? Who will be doing it? Where will those shots be coming from? Will there be some above the break? Will it just be uh, primarily corner threes? You know, what does that shot chart look like at the end of the night? Like, is it is it totally... Uh, more eyeballized? Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's a great question. And I, I think it's really going to be kind of, yeah, it might change from day to day too. Like obviously there's a number of things that Mike Boonholzer is going to emphasize, but you know, your players do need to be comfortable with those things and do need to find a way to get to those spots and get comfortable in those spots. So I, I think that's going to be very interesting to see other thing Frank is wondering about pick and roll defense and to me this is a huge one as well because I think we we've heard from I think it was Malcolm Brogdon the other day that he said we're not going to do much switching that's not something that that we're particularly interested in we're not gonna we're not gonna end up doing a lot of that so um, that is something that I think a number of us think with this defensive personnel, something that the Bucks might be good at is switching. And it sounds like they're not going to do much of that. And then you have to kind of think through how aggressive will you be on defense? And that is another thing where I, I believe going into this season, I found myself thinking the Bucks are going to be pretty aggressive on defense because Mike Budenholzer's Mike Boonholzer's defenses have been aggressive for pretty much his entire tenure as a head coach. Uh this last year with the Hawks was kind of the the least aggressive he had been, and he'd kind of brought it back and dialed it back and, and been a little bit more conservative. And uh as I told Frank the other night, the Hawks sucked. They weren't good. They they were a bad team and they played I don't know if they played particularly good defense. I don't know if they had particularly good defenders. So um, I think it's all kind of different, and you do have to see exactly how the Bucks will be deployed. How, how will they be asked to defend? Because when you go through that rotation, you go through kind of all the guys that they have. I think there's some different things that make sense. Obviously, we talked about throughout the playoff uh, run, Thonmaker switching makes a lot of sense. He, that is something he's quite good at, but also I can't imagine Mike Budenholzer is thinking he he needs to have one trick pony uh, ponies out there. I, I think he he'd hope that guys can do multiple things. And uh, when you think of Thon, I, I think obviously you have to think of the the total opposite of that, which is. Brooke Lopez. Uh, wh- while Thon is skinny and moves his feet well, uh, and it kind of is all about high energy, well, Brooke Lopez is a mountain of a man who's going to have slower feet, uh, who is going to be probably better served staying by the rim. And, well, that those are two very different things. And then on top of that, where does Giannis fit in on the defense? It, is he switching things? Is he more planted by the rim like how how does all of that work and again um we won't get a, a, a full understanding of that It something i had asked Giannis today was you know how often do you have those types of of lapses where Giannis had said during media day when i asked a question that you know this is kind of restarting everything like you 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 have to totally reprogram yourself. So you have to go back down to zero. You have to start there and then kind of build things from that as you get rid of all your old habits. And I, I asked, you know, how often do you have those lapses? And he said, every day. And it's frustrating every day that, you know, I've learned how to do something for the last four years for the entirety of that coaching staff's tenure. And now I do things differently. And again, maybe it won't be all that different. Maybe the Hawks, uh, the Hawks style defense that Mike Boonholzer ran, where it was very aggressive. Maybe that's a lot of what we see in Milwaukee. And there's a ton of similarities to what the Bucks were doing under Jason Kidd. That that could be very possible, and it sort of sounds like from talking to some of the players that that is kind of what they're thinking, that they do feel like it is going to be somewhat similar, but also, you know, maybe things are very different, and they have to figure some things out, so um, I, I think pick-and-roll defense, like Frank listed, is a good way to sort of get at all those things, uh, because you're going to see kind of the basis of the Bucks defense, and uh, everything in the NBA at the moment kind of works through pick and rolls and you know what you do uh, in those situations and how you defend in those situations so um, I'm going to be very interested to watch that as well the final thing Frank was curious about was the rotation of the Bucks big men and I would agree I'm I don't know how they try to put this all together I, I don't know if I think Lopez starts and I think both Frank and I feel pretty confident in that that Brook Lopez will be the starter, but then how do things work after that? Is it Thonmaker Maker first? Is it John Henson first? Um, is Thonmaker Maker doing some different things than uh, Brooke Lopez? Is John Henson getting a little more chance to roam? Uh, how how does that all work? And then on top of that, you know, is there Giannis or Ursa minutes at the five? Um, are you going small at times? Are you going big at times? How does how do all those players get employed or deployed? Excuse me. So how do the figure out those minutes and figure out a way uh, to get those people on the floor. And then also, you know, Tyler Zeller's there and Christian Wood is there. And how do those guys fit in? And um, I think in the preseason, a lot of the intrigue ends up being about the end of the roster. And, you know, what what is happening there and who's going to make the roster. Um, but this year, I think everything is just going to be so new that – um, there's going to be no shortage of things to observe and things to think about and things to critique and th- things to compliment. Like it, I think that is just going to end up being a lot of this process, and um, I don't know that anything would really shock me. You know, I think we could see some very different things. I think we could see some very similar things. So uh, we'll we'll kind of have to go through all of that together, and um, I'm sure we can compare notes after the game tomorrow night. Um, I guess. Uh, only other things I would add is, I'm curious how the Bucks wing rotation uh, kind of sorts out because we've talked about how I think there's a chance that this is a breakout year for Sterling Brown. Um, I think this is uh, there's a possibility that he really takes a bunch of minutes, but also um, I think you saw Pat Connaughton kind of look okay in the scrimmage ish basketball we we saw on Saturday. And I think maybe Tony Snell was a little bit less remarkable, and I, I don't, I, I don't know how it all works out. So, I, to me, I, I'm excited to to see what they all do, how their minutes are allotted, and then. Three, the places that they occupy on the floor. Because I think it's it's different than last year. As we said the other day, you're used to seeing guys in certain spots. Where are those spots for those guys? And do they look comfortable in those spots? And do they look comfortable with those responsibilities? Mike Boonholzer's big on... You know, really getting a lot of player movement, a lot of ball movement, being able to handle it a little bit, being able to put on the deck. So can those guys do that? Can those guys make those changes where they do end up having to do a little bit more on the floor? So uh, I think uh, we just managed to list off everything on the roster and well, I, I'm not really going to apologize because I think in this scenario, everything is kind of interesting to me. Last year in the preseason, I think we, we kind of knew what the scheme was going to look like for Jason Kidd. We kind of knew what his rotations might look like or also that you know maybe his rotations don't matter because they're going to be uh, all over the place at times during the season, and he's going to play... Veterans at frustrating times and things like that. Like I, I don't, I don't think we'll we'll have any of that this year. But also maybe we will. So um, everything's gonna be new. Everything's gonna be different. And we're gonna have a bunch of fun trying to sort all of it out uh, in the coming weeks. And all of it gets started with Bucks Bulls on Wednesday in Pfizer form, and then breaking it down after that on Wednesday night for our Thursday podcast. So for Frank Madden, I'm Eric Name. This has been Lockdown Bucks. We'll talk to you after Bucks Bulls. We'll break it down. Be sure to send us stuff on Twitter if you're interested at Eric underscore name at fmaden nba or at Lockdown Bucks. Maybe there's something that you you saw, you observed, you will think is interesting, and we should talk about. So we'd be more than happy to hit up some of those things as well after the game. For Frank, I'm Eric. This has been Lockdown Bucks. We'll talk to you later.